friends, and welcome to another episode of Weekly. So hopefully you just heard the intro of the podcast and thought, wow, that sounds pretty good, maybe even professional. And that is because uh, my friend Eric, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, and I got together last week and recorded a theme song for Weekly, which is what you're hearing right now. Uh, Eric had a couple ideas. We kind of threw them around. I pulled out some things on the piano. He played guitar, and we worked out a theme song. So last week, we added a sponsor to the show. This week, we added our own original uh, music for the show. So we're just uh, continuing to move on in the production world and move up and I'm just so excited about where this is going and some things that are coming up over the next few months but enough about the future let's get into this week on weekly I sit down and interview my good friend Jordan Floro who uh, I went to college with at North Greenville University we played music together uh, lived in the same dorm Bruce Hall if you went to North Greenville and you're listening to this and uh, Jordan is a great friend he was in my wedding and I was excited to catch up with him and record that conversation for you to listen to today on the weekly podcast. But first, a special word from our sponsor, Model City Groove School. So Model City Groove School is looking for a new instructor, someone specifically who could teach drums, keyboards, vocals, and guitar. If you're an intermediate musician who feels comfortable in all those different areas of education, they are looking for someone just like you. The pay is great, too. You get paid $26.50 an hour for your lessons. So if you're someone who has experience in those instruments and you want to be a part of a great music studio in the Kingsport area, please get in touch with Model City Groove School. You can find them on Facebook if you search for Model City Groove School or call them at 423-384-6363. And make sure to tell them that you heard about Model City through the weekly podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, my good friend, Jordan Floro. Hey, man. Hey, man. How's How are it going? you? I'm good. How are you? I, man, if I was any better, I'd be twins. It'd be like doubly good? I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, very exciting. And this totally like happened on accident, but how perfect. Today is your birthday as we're recording this. Man, that is amazing, isn't it? So, that's pretty sweet that... uh we get to do this podcast on your birthday. It's a great day. It's like a, I'm not sure who's, if who's, you know, present this is for, but <laughs> it's a present for me. Yeah. This is awesome. Good. Well, welcome to the podcast. Okay. I've been wanting to have you on for really since I, I think you were one of the first people that I told about this podcast. So, um, yeah, you've, you've kind of been, been hanging since the beginning. So I'm excited yeah, yeah. to have you on early adopter. That's well. right. So, Let's let's go back to the beginning. A very good place to start. How we met. Hmm. I don't remember exactly hmm, the date, like the day or time that we met. I just remember meeting you like my freshman year. Yeah, I'm trying to think on what it is. I, I remember that you you led worship for the BSU band or something. Yeah. And I just thought you were awesome. <laughs> and I was leading worship for the athletic ministries band yes. on Fridays. The, the not FCA, FCA. It was not FCA, but it was FCA. Yeah. Um, 
but I was leading worship for that, and I knew that you were somebody who who could hook me up with people playing. Yeah, and and so it was one of those things of like, hey, I need to get to know this guy because he knows a lot of other people, and through that, turned not just that relationship, but into a, a beautiful friendship. Yeah, and Bruce Hall. Bruce Hall, man. Come on. So much that I even became an RA in Bruce Hall just to hang out with you. <laughs> Dude, I, I was an RA at Bruce Hall. Did you ever That's hear that right. story? No. So, so I grew up, you know this, I grew up in Ohio, and we went to North Greenville and Tigerville, South Carolina. So it was a little bit of a drive. Yeah. And coming back from spring break one day, we... I came down early, earlier than I would have because there was like a snowstorm or something that was coming. So I was wanting to get out of town early. So I showed up to Bruce Hall like a day earlier than I should have. And, and so they had nobody on campus, but um, his name was Jason. What was Jason Lockabee oh, was yeah. the RA there. Yeah. And it was like I showed up and it was like my freshman year. It was just kind of like I was that awkward freshman of like, hey, I really want to be at school and nobody else does. Yeah. And, and Jason's like, dude, you need to go home. This is this doesn't. You, you shouldn't be here. <laughs> and so, you know, I was kind of feeling awkward or whatever. But then he said, hey, since you're here, I need your help moving stuff. And uh, and so I helped him like the whole day moving stuff around Bruce Hall and and all that. And he says, hey man, you've been such a big help because you can lift stuff over your head over these stairwells. <laughs> Would you like to be an RA? And I was like, yes. And wow. I didn't realize all the you know, stipulations with being an RA. But yeah. for that day, it was, a, it was a great day. So I was an RA for half a semester at wow. North Greenville. And then I, yeah. I didn't get renewed. I don't know what the deal was. I, you know, I think I did it for one year and I was like, this is not worth it. <laughs> yeah. I got other stuff to do. So, yeah, good times. But, man, we used to hang out, you and me and brian and brent alexander and but then but then you moved out to those houses i did i moved to the foster yeah and uh and i remember maybe it was just one time but we went mountain biking in the we did Tigerville. we did go mountain biking around the campus that was fun we found like a hidden lake behind the campus and oh it was awesome that's pretty cool pretty so, sure that's where where people went and, you know smoke stuff that right was ungodly <laughs> 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 that's probably true Oh man, I remember, yeah, so I remember playing music with you and you asked me one day, you're like, dude, I mean, I don't know if you can, but do you think you could play with us on Fridays? And I was like, sure, sounds good. So I started playing guitar a couple times a month for FCA, not FCA, Athletic Ministry. (laughs) And then we we played chapel a few times. Yeah, we did get to play chapel some, that was fun. Always good. Yeah. No, I was just talking to a buddy of mine here, and he was telling me about how he went to, he went to Auburn, and he okay. said, and when he was in Auburn, he had a band that went around and played in different bars and stuff, and, uh, and I was like, oh yeah, man, I was in a band too in college, and he's like, yeah, man, we got so much free beer and stuff, and I was like, yeah, mine didn't, no, we didn't, <laughs> yeah. we didn't uh, have any any free beer gigs, but but you know when we played at Chapel, we didn't have to sit in our assigned seat, we could sit, you know, somewhere else. Like uh, in back, that we got to go yeah. off the back of the stage and sit that in the was, backstage. It was really great because those chapel seats were too small. They're a little cramped. For, for a, a normal-sized human. So, man, there you go. I remember one time um, one of your friends came from 
uh, Ohio to hang out with us for the weekend. And we like made a track in GarageBand on your old Emac. Do you remember uh, that? <laughs> yes. When Clay came up and we like. Yeah, yeah, and he had the some, big band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. And we made some like crazy techno track in GarageBand. Um, yeah. That Good hopefully times. is gone forever. <laughs> Maybe he still has it. You'll have to no, ask he, him. he and I, we were, we were in a band in high school together. We, we played with that's a band right. called The Epitome. Okay. Um, or the epitome, depending on how you spell it, and, uh, and and we played a show one time where it was a church gig. It was like a youth group event in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, and so everybody's supposed to be downstairs eating pizza. Of course, we're in high school too. Yeah. And we say, hey, we, we'd like to go back upstairs and, and just kind of run through our songs real quick. Is that okay? And the leader's like, dude, you guys are in the band. You can do whatever you want. We're like, wow. <laughs> We can, so, yes. You know, it pay it pays to be a musician sometimes. It it does. It pays in, in you know, twenty dollar increments and free pizza. But <laughs> I'll take it. Man, I've I've played so I played so many places in college for free food. I people be like, Hey, would you come play for our student ministry thing? We have seven kids, but uh there's pizza. I'm like, sure. Sounds I'll be there. Yeah. I, I mean there was a time in college when I was playing guitar almost every night of the week either practicing or playing somewhere. And that was a lot. It was intense. Oh yeah. But it was fun. Those days are gone for me. Yeah. I'm like, I I feel like a grandpa rock star now. (laughs) Well, and it's, and it's funny because we got a guy, so I'm a student minister of a church. Yeah. And so I, I try to find opportunities to lead worship and do that just because it's something I don't get to do very often because I got other stuff I've got going on. Sure. And, uh, and we've got a guy named his name is Eber Fernandez, and he's fantastic. He's we have a Spanish campus at our church, and he's the worship leader for Spanish campus, and he's just unbelievable and super cool. I've got like a man crush on him, yeah. And he knows that, so this is public. Like he knows that. Okay, safe. And, and so yeah, it's a safe place. And so there, there's always times where I'm like Eber, man, I'd love to leave worship. He's like, yeah, dude, come on, but I don't think he really means it. You know, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, like yeah, you, you can play with me. He's gonna you know, beforehand like, take you up on it. Yeah, but I don't know why I just shared that. That's okay. That's cool. Well, let's say okay. place. Let's I'm just talk. confessing. This is my counseling session. It just happens to be. <laughs> it's, a, it's an online counseling line. online for sure. many people for to all to hear. To. Maybe they'll be encouraged by it or something. You know. So okay, let's let's get people caught up. So we graduated same time. And uh, you came to Tennessee to be in my wedding, which was cool. Blast. Which was like two weeks ago. Yeah, and I also regret, I've thought about this many times, I regret how much we decided to decorate your car uh, after that. (laughs) Do do you know how long it took to clean that shoe polish off of my car? I I bet it took a long time. I went to, okay, let's, let's set this up. So they decorate my car, which is fine, whatever. But instead of using like, you know, paint or whatever that you can use on windows, they got shoe polish and wrote all over my car. And we took it to like several, uh, you know, places that clean your cars. We did it ourselves. We took it to like Southern classic and they, no, I had to get straight razors and like, uh, like cut it off, (laughs) like scrape. (laughs) I didn't know that, man. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That was, it was fun. That was fine. That was not fun. But, uh, 
Man, it was uh, it was an experience. Hey, at least we didn't do like the pixie dust and the air conditioners yeah. oh, or like gosh, the fish yeah. or whatever. You know, it was mainly just on the outside, but it was uh, it was a bear to get off. So I yeah. blame I blame Brian. It was your brother. <laughs> Perfect. All his idea. Him. I'm sure I've paid it back. I'm sure so. Um, but yeah, so you came to our wedding, which was awesome, and then you got married like a week later. Two weeks Something later? like that. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't get to go to your wedding because I was married and had a well, job. and married and doing yeah, that stuff. I know. No hard feelings there. So, yeah. So but so you got married, which was awesome. And then uh, now you have two kids. Unbelievable. And I have, and I have two kids. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Yeah. And they are, they are both crazy. My yeah. kids are. And I'm sure Same. yours are, Same. too. I, I mean, I love – Melissa and I – Weekly, nice. I guess, right? We'll <laughs> weekly sit down and look at Cammy's posts of all the crazy things your your kids are doing. Yeah, that's hilarious. You're not the only one who does that. In fact, I just now I just introduce myself as like, Hi, I'm James, and I'm Lionel's dad. And you may see a lot of pictures and videos and things about Lionel on my wife's social media account. That's, it's all funny. That's how it. That's how it, it goes. It is all funny. Like, your wife's so funny. Your kids are hilarious. Yeah. What's that? I just think everyone's funny in my house, you know? Yeah. My kids are hilarious. Cammie's funny about, you know, posting about them and talking about them. So that's our life. That's it. But, you know, our kid, like my kids and, and you're saying, you know, um, we're sort of out of, you know, super like babyhood and we're into like toddler world. Oh, yeah. And so that's cool. It's Well, it's and we've a, talked about that, too, that, you know, we're we're good with two. Like that's, that's yeah. our cap and we're Same. okay with two kids. Same. But I do find myself looking at the nursery and thinking, I'd like to hold a little baby again. You know, yeah. there's nothing, as long as I can give it back. So I might start I volunteering at our, yeah. our preschool Yeah, so that's ministry. what you do is find some friends or find somebody at church that just had a baby and go hang out with them and like hold their kid while they sleep so they can eat their food. And then you just give it back. Give it say, back. Bye. And then you go home and put your kids to bed and they sleep all night. It's wonderful. That's, right. that's it. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, so, yeah, so you have two kids. I have two kids. And you live all the way in Texas. Come on. So tell, tell, us, tell us all a little bit about, uh, about your move to Texas and where you work and, and kind of what you're up to. Yeah, so we've been in Texas. We got here in September of 14. And, uh, and now that we're here, I don't know that we'll ever leave because Texas wow. is it's, – it's got that kind of uh, – it's a magic place. But uh, on you. but we we came here. Uh, we we were in Roanoke, Virginia, and I stepped down from a student ministry position in Roanoke, and moved to Jacksonville, Florida, in with my uh, parents-in-law. I guess I don't know how to plural say yeah. that, but we moved into our in-laws' house. And I and I finished school, and I and I was working my tail off doing three or four different jobs, mm-hmm. selling shoes, working in a deli, doing all sorts of stuff, trying to finish finished my master's degree. And in that process, I became friends with a guy who is a youth pastor at First Baptist Church in Jacksonville, who connected me with a guy who is a youth pastor in Missouri looking for an associate. And uh, and so I interviewed with him, but he ended up uh, wanting to come. He, he was interviewing basically to replace his position so that he could come and plant a church in Houston. And so while we're on this interview call, I said, man, I I don't really feel like Springfield, Missouri is the spot, but man, I'd rather go to Houston with you. 
And he's like, well, you know, I'm just planting a church. I don't have any money to pay anybody. I can't support you or anything. Uh, but let's just pray about it and let's see what happens. And a couple weeks go by, and then all of a sudden the same guy who I, I'd pretty much forgotten about, you know, it was just one of those things. You talk to him and, and move on. Sends me this one-line email. It just said, hey, I sent your resume to Houston's First Baptist Church. Thought you might be a good fit. You know, hope that was okay. <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah, and, that's fine. And I was like, yeah, that's great. You know, and, and so then I interviewed out here and uh, ended up coming out. And uh, it's a so Houston's first is a church is 175 years old. Uh, the, the church is it was, and this is an interesting fact. Houston's first was a church before Texas was a state, which wow. is it kind of blows my mind a little bit. That's that is a really cool but, fact. Uh, but we've got five campuses, and so I'm actually the student minister of our Siena campus, which is on the southwest side of town, and and so it's. It's multi-site, and uh, our leadership kind of has this description. They say multi-site is trigonometry compared to normal church being, you know, multiplication. So, mm. so we're trying to we're trying to do stuff that is really hard, you know, in, in the way that we're trying to do it. So, and your campuses, I mean, they're not necessarily close together either. You're all over, all over Houston. Yeah, so we're we're about twenty six miles from. The main our main campus, okay. uh, and, and we wouldn't necessarily call it the main campus. We'll say sure. broadcast campus or, sure. or whatever how they however they want to describe that. But but the original campus is is about twenty six miles, and then we've got a downtown campus that we actually that's that's a pretty exciting story. We actually just purchased an entire city block in downtown, and and so we're moving into that this weekend. Wow. And so we've we've actually put all of our college ministry, the hub of our college ministry downtown, and and so that's that's a huge win for the church just to have that presence in downtown Houston. And so we're we're three blocks from the Toyota Center, which is where the Houston Rockets play, and uh, and so it's a it's a it's a cool place. But uh, we've also got a Spanish campus and then another one up in Cypress. I don't know if I said that. So yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, man, very cool. So. Some cool, some cool stuff. Sounds like God's doing some really cool things through Houston's first, and um, I like watching your Instagram and, and updates and stuff on Facebook about things going on in Siena. And um, yeah, it just seems like seems like you're really digging it down there. Yeah, it's been it's been a great fit, and I think the thing that I really enjoy about it is you know multi site. In some ways, it can get a bad rap, and it, and it can mm-hmm. be really difficult because it is what it is. Um, but the way that we approach multi-site is you've got our, our, our Loop Campus, what we call it. The Loop Campus is, um, you know, it holds what we call central services. And so those are things like uh, our creative services are all at the Loop Campus. Um, anything that has to do with our business office our, our human resources is all at the Loop Campus. Uh, we do a lot of our, our main missions, emphasis work, and, and uh, detail stuff at the Loop Campus. Uh, but outside of that, we've got uh, DNA is what we'll call it. Um, we, we've got some things that, that we hold to because we're Houston's first. And, you know, like we do life Bible study. We don't do Sunday school, those kinds mm-hmm. of things. But outside of that, we, we really are free to be able to lead in the context that we're in. And so 
like my supervisor is not a global youth pastor who's at the Luke campus. My supervisor is my campus pastor. And so together we decide what works best student ministry wise um, for our context. And so there's some things that we do at our campus that uh, what they do at the main campus is very different. And, um, and and so that's where, you know, you, you have a lot of freedom and flexibility. That's really great uh, for us, but also there's, there's also those things that you look at to say, well, these are an all play event. So all campuses need to be a part of that. And, and that's where you have that rub to say, well, you know, I don't know if contextually that really fits with what we do. Yeah. And, and so, um, so, know, so what you're saying is you as a, um, you know, a part of the Siena campus as a student pastor there and one of the pastors, like you have the freedom to help shape and, and, and work with your congregation as opposed to just like, well, you know, the boss told me to. <laughs> yeah. So this yeah, is going to work. You know, you have a say. That's absolutely. Cool. That's great. And, and the, thing, the, the thing that that helps us with is as a church, if, if we want to try something new in student ministry um, to try to do, to, to try to make change in a 175-year-old church is like trying to turn the Titanic. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's slow. It takes a lot of time. But with our multi-site campuses – we can beta test a whole lot of stuff and, and see if it works. And if it works, great. We can try to apply, apply that at the other campuses. Um, and it may not work. And, and that's just not going to be a huge hit to us like it would be at you know the, the yeah. Vatican uh, main campus, right? Yeah. And so there, there are some things that uh, you know the church has been able to take steps out in and, and risk a little bit through the campuses. And, and see if it works, and then, you know, if it does, then the church itself can adopt that. But, yeah, you know, it, it's it's a really, it's a good atmosphere because everybody understands that you're going to get your toes stepped on a little bit, and mm-hmm. if you're if you're not careful, you can get, you know, your panties in a water, whatever you want to, however you want to describe that, yeah. um, and, and get offended, um, or you can say, hey, we're, we're graciously on this walk together, and, and we're trying things out and, and it's not personal. We're, we're just, we're in it together and, and we all have the same goal in mind. And, and I think that's where the organization really has freedom to, uh, to experiment and to grow and innovate and, and do ministry that uh, we can't do alone. And so we really do believe that we is better than me. And, and so we, we're all in it together. So it, it's a really cool place to work and it's a cool place to, to be a part of. And, and I think the coolest thing for me, it is to be able to say, and I've got friends that can't say this, but for me, if I wasn't on staff at this church, I would want to go to this church. And and if you're in ministry or you serve at a church, that's a big statement. That's a big deal, and that's a place that you'd want to be for a long time. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that's, that sounds like a really cool model. You know, there's a lot of, of multi-site models where you either reproduce everything and make it like a satellite Right, like you just do the mm-hmm. same feel, same thing, same production, same everything, or you have a you know church plant kind of idea, right? Like you sort of plant mm-hmm. yourself in another community and support that church. But what you all are doing is sort of a a merger of both of those. Yeah. You're, so you're sharing resources, you're sharing big overarching things, um, which is saving you a lot of time and money and and overhead cost. But you get to basically be a church plant with the yeah. DNA of Houston's first in a different community. So that's cool. Well, 
and it yeah. gives me the ability to have all the benefits of a of a large church yeah with with all the benefits of a small church mm. and so each summer we go to Panama City Beach we take all of our students from all campuses to Panama City Beach and we do what we call rush week and so rush week is a camp mission trip hybrid and so in the mornings we'll go and do service projects at seven or eight different uh, ministry sites which are usually um, churches that are they're plateaued or have a bivocational pastor and you know yeah. they've got vision and they've got excitement but they don't have the energy or the ability to do this work and so we'll go in and uh, we'll do service projects all in their communities and the name of that church uh, and really try to try to come alongside churches and partner with them uh, but then in the afternoons we'll do beach camp and so we do we, we stay in a condo and and do camp right there on the beach and and so it's that hybrid and it's one of those things that for me being on this staff and being able to uh, do student ministry at Houston's First, I've got voice into that event to where I can say, hey, what if we tried this from main stage? Um, I think this year uh, I'm actually speaking one night, um, and, and that's just an opportunity that I would not have had had we been an individual church going to you know a student life camp or you know centrifuge or something like that. Not that those things are bad, uh, but we've we we're able to build something that's uniquely Houston's first. Yeah, uh, you know, with with a group of teenagers that, um, you know, we we don't have the three hundred fifty kids every week uh, to be able to support something like that. Yeah. So, so, so it's really it's a it's a cool it's yeah. a cool mix, and it's, and you get to see all the other student ministries together, which probably doesn't happen very often. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've got we've cool. got three or four events that we do that. Like we just did a, a mission trip to New York City. And worked with church plants up there, and so we worked with the guys at the the MNYBA, the Metro New York Baptist Association, and and did uh, evangelism, and uh, and really we were there when they had a huge blizzard, so we did a lot of, of shoveling snow, and, um, and and so something like that was was really cool to be able to do, and so we took a group of forty high schoolers that uh, that you know had it been just our campus. You know, we may have had six or seven, which wouldn't have been bad, but yeah, it, it's just a different, it's a different feel, and it gives us the flexibility to, to do some things that we wouldn't normally be able to do if it was cool. just us. Well, that's awesome. Well, that's good to hear that, uh, you know, about some of the stuff that's going on, about what God's doing, and um, just that's a cool way to, you know, organize groups of people and and campuses to for the, you know, the betterment of the community. Yeah. And, uh, I think that my, in my humble predictions, since I'm not a predictor of things or a church strategist, I really do see that kind of model, um, becoming more popular in that, um, you know, larger churches helping, whether it's, whether it's their named church, you know, like it's our campus or not, um, Mm -hmm. we're going to share our resources and share things for the good of the area that we're in. Um, well, and supporting I, stuff. Yeah. And I think you see that like for us we are like we I think we see ourselves as long-term church planting. And so mm-hmm. there's a clause with any campus that we start that uh, after 5 years and and you pay some stuff back and you're financially stable and you've got leadership that if if we want to we can go autonomous. And and so that's that's kind of seeing this as long-term church planting rather than just throwing a bunch of money at a guy. And saying, "Hey, hope this works out." 
Yeah. And so I see I see that this model, like you're saying, as being something that would be sustainable long term. And then I think you also see churches like um, like Life Church and yeah. New Spring Elevation that uh, that they have all of these campuses, uh, but then even with their resources within their church, they're just very generous with that. And so like uh, like with New Spring specifically, you can get on and download any of their sermon series with their bumper videos and graphics yeah. and countdown videos. And they're just very generous with that. And yeah. and I think there's we're, we're moving into a really exciting time to where you've got these mega churches that aren't just trying to make a buck, but they're just right. saying, hey, how can we resource what we've got and resource smaller churches to be able to to utilize them and reach more people for the kingdom? Yeah. It, it's just a really exciting time to be a part uh, of the church, uh, because it's, I don't think it's always been that way. No, it's. It, I think for a long time it was, here are our things, <laughs> and we will keep them, and do our best with them, but they are ours, you know. And or think, if, if you yeah. want them, yeah, you know, it's like ten oh, bucks we, a video, you know. <laughs> we would love to help you, you know, and yeah, but it's going to cost you. Yeah, I mean, life and life church really led the way in that. In that, oh yeah, with I mean, with with the Bible app and with church online platform and all of their material. They give away music for free. Um, they're even working on, which this is pretty cool. I think it's cool. They're working on a VR experience for um, online church. Wow, that you can watch in VR like 360 style, which I think is just really awesome. And it's going to be free. Like they're going to build this platform to do VR in your church and give it away for free. That's unbelievable. We're living in the future, man. Yeah, it's cool. I I think it's cool. Other people probably like what VR in church. (laughs) Next thing you know, we're going to, we're going to start being like the Jetsons and have (laughs) phone calls through the TV. Oh, wait, wait, we are in the future. Flying cars. Yeah. I have okay. This is this is off topic, but kind of related. I have a friend who works for Microsoft, which is cool in itself. He lives in Seattle. Uh-huh. I went to high school with him, and he works in a department where they're developing stuff for augmented reality, and they're developing these glasses or attachments to your glasses that project things onto your iris, and you see them in front of you. And it like scans the room and like proportions everything and it's like perfect. So it's like, I mean, the way to think of it's like if you've ever played like Pokemon Go or seen clips of that, you know, you're looking through your phone and you see things interacting with the actual world. It's like that except projected onto your eyeball. (laughs) It's very strange. It's wild. So, and that's not far away. Like that's like a year or two from now. That's going to be everything. Well, so, and I feel like that's going to be the kind of thing that, you know, when our kids yeah. are in high school and college, be like, Dad, you're so lame. Like, <laughs> augmented reality is so last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. The The rapid expanse of technology is unbelievable. So, who knows? You know, who knows what it's going to be like in 10 Insane. years? But it's moving fast. You know, I mean, like when we started college... Like, I didn't have a smartphone. I didn't even have texting on my cell phone that I had, I had to pay for text messages, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And then I got like a, you know, T-Mobile smartphone and, you know, and then a BlackBerry. You, we both had Blackberries. That was the thing, you know? Oh, yeah. We were rocking those BlackBerry curves. <laughs> for sure, man. And But it was huge, like, that you could get on the internet on your phone. And now it's like 
what do you mean I can't get on the internet? What do you mean I can't get on, you know, any app that I want to at any time, any second of the day? Oh, my Wi-Fi is so slow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when we started at North Greenville, they didn't have Wi-Fi in the dorms. You had to plug your computer in. Like yeah, that was it, it was an Ethernet. Yeah. So, I mean, like I remember having my MacBook there and making a uh, like a my own Wi-Fi network in the in one of the dorms <laughs> through through the Mac because you could do that and yeah. it was amazing and people were like using their you know um, laptops th- through that to make Wi-Fi because there wasn't even a thing so and now everyone has Wi-Fi like what do you mean mm-hmm. on Wi-Fi or at least you have data so yeah. man I, yeah when our kids are in high school it's I mean they're already like. Lionel and Emmy both just know how to use like iPads and stuff, you know, like they just grab my phone and they like, they know how to like swipe over and get to the camera mm-hmm. and take pictures of themselves and, you know, and videos like he can just do that. It's well, crazy. Annie, our four year old grabs my iPad the other day and next thing you know, she's on Netflix watching whatever <laughs> Paw Patrol yep. show she wants yep. to watch. And I'm like, how did you even know to get there? Yeah, and then she just kind of smiles and giggles and goes mm-hmm. back to watching her show. It's yep. scary. Same thing with Lionel. Like, and he'll he'll bring me, um, you know, if we're like at, at mom and dad's house or something, and he's watching something, he'll you know he'll get off the YouTube Kids app and get on Netflix, and he's like, "Look, I found this movie I like." I'm like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, let's you know, it's just yeah. Man. What you found was South Park. We're not yeah. going to watch that. <laughs> it's just because they're cartoons doesn't mean it's safe. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, and to me, it's just a thing that I'm going to have to like, you know, watch how I take in content because they're watching me and how, you know, how much we let them do. But at the same time, like you can't just shield them from that. So we got to figure out how to be good, you know, good stewards of what we have and use technology, but not just uh, abuse it. Yeah, I've got I've got a buddy who I need to connect you with because this this seems like it could be a whole podcast episode itself. Okay, uh, but right now he's going around and we've got him coming up for our church uh, doing a, a workshop on developing a family technology plan. And oh, cool. uh, Tony Bianco is his name. Yeah, um, and he awesome. works at the Apple Store, okay. which means he's awesome. Yeah. So you know, it, cool. it's harder to get a job at the Apple Store than it is to get into Harvard is what they say. So. You know, I tried several times in Greenville to get a job at the Apple store and it's hard. I, I poured my heart out on that resume. <laughs> like I love that. Like, I mean, I wrote basically a, an ode to Apple and I still didn't get it. Even well, interview. I'll tell you this. When we were in Jacksonville, before we came to Houston, uh, I, I interviewed twice with Apple and they had like one of their, and they have special names for every employee, Yeah, but it was equivalent to like their district manager. Okay. I did a phone interview with me and, um, he was like, Hey, I think, I think this, this is going to work out and we're going to bring you in. But it was right when Houston's first was offering me this job and, and there was a check. It wasn't a big check, but there was a check of like, but I could work at the Apple store. You know, that's, that's when you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, lifelong calling that God's called me to <laughs> retail computer salesman. Like, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's crazy, but anyway, Tony Tony does a great job with okay. with that. Um, but yeah. his name is Tony Bianco. Well, maybe we can have him on the weekly podcast because I'm sure he'd love it. We like to explore, you know, life, faith, culture, art, all that stuff. And man, technology is right in between all of that. So, yeah, for sure. Cool. I'll definitely get him connected with you. That'd be yeah. great. 
Well, man, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, as we close, what what are some of your like top two or three favorite things about Texas? Because I've not ever been to Texas, and I see that you've gone to like rodeos and stuff. And so, what are some what are some cool stuff that is is very you know Texan that you enjoy? Well, you mentioned the rodeo, yeah. And, and Houston has the world's largest rodeo, and so uh, there each night, and it goes on for like twenty days. Uh, but each night they bring in a big time music act uh, to close it out. And so, I mean, they've had everybody from like Garth Brooks next year. It's a big deal that he's opening and he's closing the rodeo. So he's playing the first show and the last show. Wow. Uh, they've had George Strait. And basically, if you're if you're a big time country music artist, you've played the Houston rodeo. And uh, but they even bring in people that aren't country music. So like this year, Blink-182 played. At oh, the wow. rodeo, and they had That's cool. Ariana Grande and all of these people. Uh, but we went a couple weeks ago. We saw Chris Stapleton. Oh, play. were you there? I was there. Did oh, you see man. anything about that? Yeah, dude, it was so seventy thousand people, and and he's up there on the stage and he's playing, and and just the whole time he's just like, I cannot get over how big this is, how wow. unbelievably big this is, and and he said, you know, the thing is. Uh, when we started playing and touring around, Houston was the first place where I had a crowd actually sing back my song to me. Mm. And so it was when Fire Away was real big. And he said that was the first time that his, you know, his crowd was singing back to him. And so he, he said, we're going to try this. Everybody get your phones out and do the you know, fake lighter thing. And, and he just started. He had the whole crowd just singing Fire Away. And you could tell this guy's like totally blown away in this moment so it was cool to be a part of that so uh but anyway they have this huge rodeo that you've got the big parade outside and and it's held at the nrg stadium which is where we had the super bowl this year Mm, okay and so it's just it's unbelievable so if you can just picture you know whatever state fair you go to uh you know times a thousand and, and that's what you get with with the rodeo so, so that's that's a big thing, and and then you got to look at, you know, the Tex-Mex out here is is just on another level. That, uh, yeah, it's good, man. The fajitas. It, if you go somewhere in Texas at a restaurant that does not make their own tortillas, it's not a real Tex-Mex <laughs> just restaurant. Just walk out. And they've wow. got these big conveyor belt machines that they're like. Uh, Papacitos is a big one where they just they just crank out these tortillas all day mm-hmm. long, Man. and uh, I mean they they get on your plate and they're just oh it's so good it's amazing that's cool. Well, man, I need to come to Texas just to eat Mexican food. Dude, so. come on, man, we've got a room for you. That's awesome. So. We'll have to make a have to make a trip one day soon. It's get blast. together. Well, James, thank you for for having me on. Man, yeah. it's been a, been a Anytime. ton of fun. It's been good to catch up. This is, I mean, honestly, half of my reasoning for doing interviews on my podcast is just to talk to people <laughs> that I <laughs> like. Hey, I need to talk to them soon. We need to catch up. Why don't we just record it? Perfect. That's right. There you go. So thanks for whoever's listening to this. Uh, you know, you just got to kind of sit in on a half hour conversation that we had. So whatever. That's right. I don't care if you like it or not. It was fun for us. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, well, thanks for being on weekly and uh, we'll have to have you back on again later this year. We'd so, love it. 
sprinkling ketchup again. And uh, again, happy birthday. Thank you, sir. So enjoy your day and go and eat some good Tex-Mex tonight. There you go. This season of Weekly is brought to you by Model City Groove School. Model City Groove School is a performance-based music studio in downtown Kingsport, Tennessee. They believe you learn music by playing music. They've hired the best instructors with over 4,000 hours of combined live performance experience to get you playing at your best the fastest. Have you ever wanted to learn an instrument or play in a band? Let Model City help you reach those dreams with weekly performance-based lessons. You'll get one-on-one teaching along with group rehearsals so you can take your passion and skill to any stage. Contact them through Facebook by searching Model City Groove School. You can leave them a Facebook message or their contact information is also on their page. Weekly listeners, you get a special discount. If you sign up for one month of lessons, you'll get your first lesson for free. So make sure to mention the weekly podcast when you sign up for lessons at Model City Groove School. Weekly is a podcast exploring life, faith, and culture through meaningful conversation. You can connect with Weekly on Twitter by following us at weekly underscore pod. That's W-K-L-Y underscore pod. Or send an email to weeklypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Weekly on Facebook. Just search for Weekly Podcast.